Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, uh, I feel like it's Freedom Day. We we took our mask off. For you folks that are streaming us, we took our mask off. We did that once before, and then the pandemic thing came back again, and the and now, uh, hopefully, it's uh, retreated. Hopefully, for a long, long, long time. Hopefully, forever. Uh, you have no idea. Uh, sitting two hours in the studio with these masks on, and of course, you can't understand us, and we can't understand each other, and and we're—it's uh, just uncomfortable. You know what I'm talking about. You—you've been through it and done it. So, uh, keep your fingers crossed that we these masks stay off. And uh, thank you very much for being. Our listeners and watchers of Earl on Cars, you heard our recorded introduction, and uh, uh, we're all here, all present and accounted for. Uh, Nancy and I just took a little brief vacation. Uh, we were all gone for less than a week, but it seems like we've been gone. I mean, we were gone. We were in, we were in Miami Beach, but we were, didn't miss the radio show, so we decided we would definitely get back and do the show. We love the show. Uh, you regulars know that. Uh, you new folks out there, uh, it's, just, it's just a big party. We love what we do. Uh, we love our our opportunity to help you understand how you can buy or lease a car more comfortably, uh, how you can repair or maintain your car without the aggravation of all the uh, retail items in the world, of everything you buy from a loaf of bread to a house to a, uh, you know, a TV set. Everything you buy out there, there's nothing that is more aggravating and embedded in our whatever kind of culture set the auto retail dealership system up about 100 years ago. But it has evolved into a nightmarish experience for the majority of the people that buy uh, vehicles and and, uh, lease or repair and maintain. And uh, we'll talk about why that is, and I don't have to tell you because 99% of you have been out there and you bought cars. And most of you would probably say, and we would love to hear from you if you disagree or agree, most of you would probably say, every time I buy a new used car, it's a hassle. It's not enjoyable. It's enjoyable when I buy the car and I got my car home in the driveway, but the process certainly wasn't enjoyable and a lot of people enjoy shopping i know a lot of people i do i love to go to Publix and shop uh i love to i love to go to department stores actually i should say i love to work on amazon i love to buy cars i love to buy things if uh but cars are a different story cars you need it you love them but you have to go into that car dealership or deal online with a car dealer stay tuned and we'll help you <coughs> i promise and we have a good time uh have a better time with our masks off, and uh, you can see us, our beautiful faces, and uh, 
or I have some, you know. Uh, Brett Kearney, uh, sitting to my right, he's handsome too. And we're all handsome. Uh, Rick is our certified diagnostic master technician, uh, knows just about everything there is to know about vehicles. And it's not easy today. I mean, uh, the technology is changing so fast, I don't know how he does it. I mean, I every time a new line of car comes out, and trucks and the rest of it, every time, half the time when I'm looking for Rick, and we have a dealership, by the way, if you're new, we, we own and operate a dealership in North Palm Beach, Florida, and uh, been there for pretty close to 50 years, 47, I think, to be exact. But uh, every time I'm looking for Rick around the dealership, uh, he's in school, and uh, he's, he's, he's being trained. Uh, and a lot of this is online now. Uh, and every new evolution of car requires retraining. Now we're going through a watershed moment in, in technology with computerization and electric and autonomous uh, mind-boggling. I mean, are they going to get you? A, you probably have to have a Ph.D. one day. Nah, at, at this point, my career is starting to wind down. If you get a PhD, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, just training all the new kids coming I'm, along. I'm not going to call you Dr. <laughs> Kearney. I will not. Thank you. I will not call you Dr. Thank Kearney. Thank you, Dr. Randall. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but you know, for you listeners and watchers uh, that we're streaming to, if you have a little issue with your car, give Rick a call. Um, text him. Uh, let me give those numbers out. We have to give them out because people tune in and tune out, and you hear the number 25 times. You say, please spare me. But... When, when you're listening, there's somebody just tuned in for 15 minutes. That's about the average listening span. So, 877-960-9960. A lot of folks out there have never heard the show before. Don't have the number written down, much less memorized. So, if you want to write it down, here it comes again. 877-960-9960. And we prioritize our telephone calls because we have a limited switchboard, I think four or five lines, and we don't want to keep you holding. And so Nancy Stewart, my co-host, my wife, uh, co-founder of the show, uh, sitting to my left here, she's got a computer screen right on her face, and when your call comes through, she sees it, and she slaps me in the face and says, we have a caller, and we'll put you ahead of the text, put you ahead of the anonymous feedbacks uh, and the Facebooks. We put, we put callers ahead of everybody, so... 877-960-9960. But we know, based on your time um, limitations, you might prefer to text us, 772-497-6530. 772-497-6530. By the way, we're exploring a simpler number for texting. Our texts have uh, petered out a little bit. We're not getting as many texts as we used to. But um, we're going to try to make, make the text number simpler to remember. But right now, it's 772-497-6530. Our most popular uh, area of communication, strange as it may seem, is our anonymous feedback line. And again, if you're new to the show, this is something I don't know anyone that uses in this manner. I mean, a live radio or television or anything else. You can contact us anonymously at youranonymousfeedback.com. Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S feedback.com. Your 
anonymousfeedback.com. Don't you wish politicians had that? You could talk to them. Wouldn't you like? Wouldn't you love to be able to talk to our federal and state and our local politicians and government people anonymously? I think it would humble them a little bit, don't you think? Just tell somebody, and you know you're indemnified against prosecution or persecution. Uh, you could just say anything you want. So say anything you want to Nancy, Stu, Rick, or me, Earl, youranonymousfeedback.com. And, of course, if you're a Facebook person, we have calls. Nancy just alerted me. Our first caller. Okay, uh, we do. We have callers, and uh, I want to mention www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Uh, take advantage of that. We'd love to hear from you. I'm going to take a moment before I introduce our callers. Uh, Mark, thank you for holding. John, thank you for holding. Uh, I, I just want to take a moment for the ladies. Um, I want to let the ladies know that uh, women represent a huge opportunity for the auto industry and uh, not everyone has got that memo in the 21st century but we are here uh, to uh, uh, support and build a platform and I thank each and every one of you uh, ladies for helping me do that and it certainly has been a long journey there's a lot of good stuff going on out there for us ladies and things have come a long way so this morning I want to offer two new lady callers $50 $50 for giving us a call and uh, just saying hello or share with us uh, you know maybe a problem that you might have had or a purchase that you attempted to have 877-960-9960 that's 877-960-9960 and uh, don't forget that uh, text number you can take advantage of that and uh, uh, the uh, first caller is Mark and he's calling us from St. Paul, Minnesota. Good morning, Mark. Hi, good morning. Thank you for calling. What can we do yes. for you? Well, I was hoping you could give me some advice. I'm in an awful predicament. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I leased a car in March of 2019. It was a three-year lease. And so the uh, lease is up here in about a little over uh, two weeks. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I have taken very good care of the car, and I had planned on, on uh, purchasing it. I okay. had a 10,000-mile-a-year a lease, so I, I could have had 30,000 miles on this at the end of the lease, but I've only put barely 11,000 miles on it, and it's, in, it's almost like new. Wow. So... So I was in a, a car accident on November 30th, and it wasn't a major crash, but it, it's mostly on the, the right front of the, of the car, the uh, hood and the, uh, right, the, the right front fender. So here's my situation. I had figured that it was going to be done here, you know, in, a, in just a matter of uh, weeks. I got a 30 a uh, uh, rental car coverage for my insurance company. They've got every... I took it to an independent body shop, and they've got every part they need except for the hood. And they have told me that they have no idea when the uh, hood is going to come in. So 
I'm kind of sitting here not knowing really what I'm going to do. I, I, you know, like I said, I had wanted to, to purchase a vehicle and it's sitting in a body shop all taken apart. Oh my goodness. And have, so, have you spoken with yeah. the insurance company about extending the rental coverage? Um, no, I, I didn't know that was an option. I thought that they had just told me that it's a 30 day, it's only a 30 day option. And, you know, like I said, I don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, I talked to my, my claims adjuster yesterday who said he has a, a lot of tricks up his sleeve. Uh, they're supposed to find a new part if you're Mark, leasing a car, but Mark, um, uh, l- l- let me, excuse me for interrupting, but this is Earl. Uh, did your insurance company direct you to this body shop? I, I, usually they have to, you, you're required to go to their approved shop. So did your insurance company direct you to this one that can't get a hood for you? Uh, no, they didn't. I just was recommended this by a, a, a fellow worker of mine that, uh, uh, you know, I he had told me that they do great work and they're very de- dependable. Uh-huh. And I'm not blaming the, the uh, body shop. It's just a fact with the uh, supply chain problems right now. Exactly. Um, what type of car do you have, Mark? I've got a 2019 Mazda uh, CX-5. Yeah, I, I would say this. You just need to uh, light a fire under the insurance uh, under the insurance company and the body shop. Uh, you have a lot of options on hoods. And for a 2019 Mazda... Uh, I can't imagine there's a, uh, a shortage of supply of, of uh, hoods. I would think that, uh, uh, I know we have shortages, but I think someone's just dra- dragging their feet. This is just my gut feeling. And uh, uh, we could do a little research for you, for you on that, but there there's a, a vast uh, network of used parts companies in, in the United States. And if you... Uh, if you went online to Google a hood for a 2019 model of that um, make, I think they would be available. And uh, well, I think all I can say is uh, my uh, claims adjuster, who had said he had he's been in the business for 20 years, and he called me back yesterday, and he says he cannot find a used one in in the United States right now. Yeah, well, that's possible. Uh, uh, you, cer- you certainly have a legal right, in my opinion, to an extension on the rental. Uh, you'd have been in better shape if the insurance company had approved the body shop, but the fact that you chose it might give them an argument. Well, let me give you something to think about. Uh, you're, you're about ready to inherit a product. You're going you're gonna to buy that car far below the market. And, and the, uh, the market value of that car is thousands of dollars more than what your option to purchase that car is for. So while you're, while you're worried about the rental and you're worried about uh, the rental of the, uh, when you're going to get your car back, uh, the value of that car has appreciated enormously. So that's a little nice thought to think about. And I know that you still want to buy the car and you don't want to have to buy the rental bill. But... Uh, um, I, I, I suggest that you you talk to your insurance company uh, firmly, talk to the body shop even firmly, and then if you don't get any kind of uh, empathy or consideration, uh, call a lawyer. I think you've got a I think you've got a a, a very good case. Uh, they you're you're being 
you're being caused a problem with your insurance company. You paid premiums to uh, absolve you. You shouldn't have to have that problem. You paid for it, and you're entitled to that rental car. So uh, that's can all I, I can suggest that you can do. Can I ask you one more question? Please, yeah. Um, I'm just, as, as far as uh, turning it back into the finance company, um, here's my uh, problem. I, I had talked to a, a, a person who really wasn't from their, their uh, she was more of, a, of like a Lisa and consultant that, that, that you just called to, mm-hmm. to get what the uh, purchase price is and, and the address, et, et cetera. Um, I'm just wondering what are the rules about, about if I just choose to, uh, to uh, turn it back in in the condition that it's in, Am I able to uh, to uh, do that, uh, Mark? You listen to me carefully. Uh, you could buy that car today for the purchase option price. You're aware in your lease contract you can buy yes. that car. Okay, the amount. Do you happen to recall the amount of the purchase um, option? It's well. I can say I know it's uh, considerably less than what they're. Uh, okay, you you could you, you're going not going to yeah you're not going to you're not going to turn that car in. You're going to buy it, and if you bought it without the hood, uh, uh, you're still you're still way ahead of the game. So uh, you know you got to have a hood on the car clearly. But but I'm saying that uh, your financial situation is good. You just need to push. To, to get that hood, I got a feeling. Uh, if you will give us the specific information on that uh, on that Mazda, we know it's a 2019, uh, and uh, but we don't know the model. Uh, give us the details of the color and the model, and uh, uh, we'll do some uh, searching for you. And if you can give us your contact information, we'll try to get back to you. But I'm a little okay. surprised. I know this guy tells you he's got 20 years, and there's not a hood available anywhere in the United States. I just I have a feeling that that's not correct, but we'll see. Okay. And thank you, well, Mark. Thank you. Uh, if you give the uh, uh, man in our control room your Elise, contact... Elise, the young lady. Yeah, okay. Con- the young lady in the control room, your contact information. Don't hang up, and uh, and then uh, we will contact you back. Uh, can you give me the <coughs> model of your Mazda so we can start looking? Yes, it's the uh, Mazda CX-5. CX-5, okay. Yeah. And what color is it? It's uh, midnight blue. Okay. Very good. All right, we'll get to work on that, Mark, and you will hear uh, from us. Uh, give us a contact, everybody. All right. What year is that, Mazda? 2019. Uh, 2019. Okay. Okay, thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, thank you for the call, yeah, Mark. We really we'll, appreciate it. And uh, it just uh, <laughs> makes our day, makes our show to be able okay. to help callers like yep, you. Thank you. Stay in touch so and to do give Elise your information. Okay, uh, we are going to go to John, and John's a regular caller from Palm City. Good morning to everyone. Good morning. We haven't discussed recently recalls. Well, it's a very serious problem. We didn't do any dealer shopping with cars that have manufacturer's recall on it. Very serious problem. So many cars that are still running around, and people didn't do anything about it, even if they got the notices. What I want to ask either for Rick or for Earl, if, for instance, a Honda dealer takes in a used Honda on a trade-in, does he obligated from the manufacturer to do that recall before he puts that car on his lot? 
and sells it? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, he, 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 he's supposed to, but he, he doesn't have to. There's no, there's no requirement. There should be, uh, but manufacturers don't have laws. Uh, they have uh, rules. Rules. And, and in their certified vehicle program, they, they'll say you can't call a vehicle certified. You can't certify it if it has an open recall. Um, but in our experience and all the years of like doing the investigations for recalls, uh, it was very rare when we found uh, uh, recalls that were fixed. Okay, that answers the question. I spoke to a couple in a restaurant. Their daughter bought a used Honda in Raleigh, North Carolina. They said it just came in on a trade-in. And, you know, used cars that are good, they sell one, two, three. And then they found out later that there was a recall on it. But naturally, the dealer said, oh, we'll be glad to take care of it for you. So they were kind of angry that it wasn't done before they took delivery on it. John, I'll give you a sad fact of... uh car dealer manufacturer relations uh, uh, manufacturers uh, are very um, hesitant uh, for recalls to be performed Uh, they only push to have recalls performed when a fire is lit under them like by the NHTSA uh, when the government comes after them but typically uh, 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 we've been disciplined we've been We've been warned by Toyota uh, when we got too aggressive on doing uh, recalls, uh, when we go out and solicit. They call it solicitation. Uh, Why? Because we make money when we perform a recall, and uh, Rick Gurney makes money when he works on a car. Uh, uh, The dealer makes money. We make money and profit. Generally speaking, they're they're okay with uh, getting recalls, not warranty, though. Yeah, well, you know, we're allowed to solicit for recall. We're, we're, yeah, we're allowed to, depending on how we solicit it. I mean, it's not it, a lot of dealers are doing this, uh, and, and rightfully speaking, some dealers do it to get people in so they can sell them a service, not recall service. So, it's any time a manufacturer has to pay money out, they have rules, and the rules they enforce are the ones typically that cost them money. So, uh, Honda is not out of line all manufacturers do the same thing well speaking of fires the latest recall which is very very serious was just announced but the letters are not going out till march 31st on hyundai and kia's oh, yeah. 485,000 cars are effective different models from 2014 to 2019 and right on their website it's a warning do not park the recall car inside Make sure it's parked outside. What is the problem? Fire. A fire even when the engine is turned off. What causes the fire? Rick probably knows more technicality than anything. It's contamination in the anti-lock brake module. And even when the car is shut off, it's shorted, and it sets the car on fire. Now, it's a simple (laughs) recall. It may require only a fuse, but people are not aware of it because it was just announced. And it's on their website. And it's as many as 485,000 cars from different models. Mm. Very serious. Yes. And then the letter is only going out the end of March. So it's so important that people check, go into by their serial number, and find out about these things because they're talking specifically, do not park your car inside. Park it outside until a recall is done. Yeah, too bad those letters didn't go out sooner. Electrical I issues with you. can be... They're a silent killer because that sort of thing can happen in an instant, and even with the car parked and sitting totally shut off. 
but Rick, have you ever heard of something like this in, in a contamination in a module in an anti-lock brake system and electrical short sets it on fire? Could you, could you ever hear of anything like that in the past? Not that one specifically, but I've heard of a lot of systems that have electronic shorts that can occur. Uh, you know, Kia and Hyundai, for a while now, they've had some issues with electrical problems on their cars, you know, catching fire while they're driving down the road. And somebody really needs to look into who's designing their, their electronics and maybe get a few new designers in there. <clears throat> well, I just want to note the public to be aware of this latest serious problem that can go on fire even when the engine is off. And it's as many as 485,000 Hyundai and Kia's involved. So, yep. John, you said it was um, the notifications aren't going out until next month sometime? Yes. March 31st, they're starting okay. to send them out. Well, just so this gives us something to look into in the future of some mystery shops. And uh, once this gets yeah. going, we'll, we'll make sure that uh, we'll find out which dealers are fixing them and which ones are not. Okay. All right. Public beware. Thanks, thanks, John. Thanks, John. You're always so helpful, and okay, uh, thank you, you, guys. you can you can you can hear where this just led with what Stu pointed out, which okay. is very important. I have a new purpose. Yes. Yes. I have, I have inspiration. <laughs> thank you, John. Thanks, Stu. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to let you know that uh, you know we cover so much information in this two hours, and it's very difficult for everyone to absorb everything out there and i just want to let you know that you can listen to podcasts of all our past radio shows and uh isn't that great uh and if you have time and you're looking for a certain segment of each saturday show go there uh and when i say go there you can just click on the apple podcast app and uh go from there so uh I thought I'd share that with you and remind you this morning. Also, what's very, very important is uh, a website that uh, Earl spoke about in his column um, a month ago or so, and that's www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. That, too, is very important for you to jot down. Maybe you could put that in your, uh, you know, the book that you purchased, the Earl wrote. I'll take advantage of that moment, and that is uh, the book. I see Earl's holding it, and that's Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, and uh, it's uh, it's definitely an investment. And he does have the new book coming up soon. Uh, we'll definitely let you know when that is released. But for now, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Uh, jot down www.floridaprotectingcarbuyers. Dot com inside that book. All proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. <laughs> Big Dog and Little Dog. Oh. <laughs> you sound more like a dog than my dog sounds like a dog. <laughs> my dog do. sounds like a four-year-old child, a human child. <laughs> you should hear we my dog when she starts eating a piece of spaghetti all the for her. Okay, <laughs> folks, uh, we have to move along here. Thank you, Rick, for the entertainment. Hey, seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we're going to go back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, before we get too far along in the show, uh, I googled uh, the hood of a 2019 Mazda CX-5. And there are multiple 2019 hoods available. Uh, prices range uh, from uh, 300 and 
189.99 up to uh, uh, 228. Here's one for uh, 322. So, um, if uh, Mark, if you're still listening, uh, we'll still get the information for you and call you. But if you Google, I just I just Googled Mazda 2019 CX-5 hood, and there's a whole bunch of hoods available. So you can tell your uh, adjuster, the guy in the body shop with 20 years experience who can't find one anywhere in the United States that he actually... Try, try Google. Try Google, yes. Right. And, uh, he might have been looking like just driving around. Yeah. Like looking yeah. out his window. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I didn't see any Actually, th this show is, is really obsolete uh, because with Google you don't need us. Uh, every answer <laughs> that oh, man... Oh, oh, hey, hey. Every answer that man can think of, or woman... They need us. Uh, maybe not women, but all women and men can think of is on Google. You need us to tell you how to find it on Google. That's exactly right. So this will be Earl Stewart on Google from now on. Interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't thank you enough for joining us every Saturday morning. You're a big part of the show a very important part of the show give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 and don't forget ladies fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers first two new lady callers call to say hi 877-960-9960 and you can also take advantage of www.youranonymousfeedback.com now back to the recovering car dealer well, I uh, I think we should get some regular text or honest feedbacks. I yep. know we have several, so Stu's got a list. Yep, uh, we always kick it off with Anne Marie. Anne Marie says, "Good morning. Pretty soon it'll be time for spring cleaning." Stuff oh, jeez. Yeah, don't think about it. <laughs> Just don't think about it. Stuff accumulates in garages in spite of our best efforts. In case there are items of indeterminate age lurking on our shelves, what do you recommend for the following? And I I, 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 re I re she has a list of things. Uh, basically wants to know the shelf life of these things and i don't know any of them but i did do some googling but rick rick my rick has to chime in number one does motor oil have an expiration date no okay <clears throat> so the second part if it's past its prime okay forget about it does windshield wiper fluid have an expiration date some actually does uh some of it can actually start to turn a little moldy in there yeah. so i'd be careful about that I looked at. They said, generally speaking, things that are sealed up, like things like that, around five years is what they're saying. But it's not indefinite. Uh, does liquid car wash expire? Same rule of thumb. If it's sealed up, maybe five years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about whiskey? Whiskey gets, gets better, better with, with age. age, unless you open it, like I do, and then, and then it gets cloudy. Then it just gets empty. Yes. <laughs> All right. Leather cleaner, same thing. It's probably you know shelf life five-ish years. Yep. Um, the stuff that shines the tires, tire dressing, same situation. By and the way, those those cleaner chemicals also, that time may get lessened depending on the climate of where it's stored. Yeah. If it's in your garage where it gets hotter and all get out during yeah. the day. It could break down. That's going to shorten that lifespan quite a bit. That's yeah. a good point. Generally speaking, um, you know, and there's also new products that come out. So, you know, throw that old stuff away. So if your windshield wiper fluid has expired, you can use your whiskey because it never expires. Right. You just don't want to drive whiskey, by a cop. Uh, whiskey <laughs> on a windshield? Yeah. He, Probably worked for Earl, I've, I've seen the whiskey that you buy. Sacrilegious. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I will buy you all the windshield washer fluids you need. I think Listerine would probably be a better choice. That'd be better and safer. <laughs> you don't want to smell uh, like a whiskey bottle. There's as much bottle, uh, alcohol in the Listerine as there is in the gin. Yeah. <laughs> It'll clean up the windshield pretty good. 
All right. Uh, last part of the question is very interesting, and I'm going to try and make sense of this. Is there any place that can take headlights or taillights that were never used? And I'm thinking, is that from someone who never drove at night? Unused maybe taillights they, and headlights. Hmm. Maybe they understand. bought some for a car and just never got around to using them. Oh, okay. Is there any place that can take he headlights or taillights that were never used? Oh. Any way to recycle stuff like that? Well, I'll answer it the way I can. I, I, um, there are, you know, auto part recycling, um, a huge business. Earl mentioned it. He, that's how he, how he found the uh, the used hoods for the Mazda. Mm -hmm. um, so for cars that are wrecked and cars that reach the end of their life, um, yeah, uh, those headlights and taillights make their way into uh, the auto parts um, trade. <laughs> First two that pop to mind for me are eBay or... Uh, you uh, uh, offer up. Yeah, but so that might be a good selling point. If you could sell these are never used he headlights, you might be able to sell yeah. them for a pretty penny. Yeah, you know, I, I went through uh, two or three years restoring our 1937 Pontiac. That was the first car that my father sold back in uh, 1937, and uh, we bought it back from the original owner. And when we uh, decided to make it nice, uh, we wanted to restore it, but we didn't want to. We wanted to use genuine. OEM Pontiac parts and it took up two or three years a harbor auto restoration in mid-state Florida did it uh, but it, it impressed me so much that you could take a 1937 Pontiac and find every little part just somewhere. Take, it just takes some time. Now, now they could, some of them cost a lot of money. And it takes and, a little time to find them. And but. it took a long time to find them but if you really want something, so when Mark called earlier he said that there was a hood that uh, was nowhere available in the United States. I figured if you could find a hood for a 37 Pontiac, you could find a hood for a 2019 Mazda, and sure enough, there was. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pontiac's a better car, though. True. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, caller. Um, <clears throat> at any rate, I'm going to set this up before uh, we do take the call. Uh, Denise, uh, who's on hold right now, called us last week, and uh, well, she sent me an email late uh, last night just uh, updating me and reminding us of the uh, phone call last week. And it was regarding her seven-month-old 2022 Volkswagen tail uh, and the replacement of a defective engine harness and her car rental expense. Uh, the, the email that she sent me was uh, just uh, a, a recap, and she says that since February 14th, I have attempted to speak uh, to someone at Volkswagen who could assist me with obtaining a full reimbursement of the Hertz rental car, uh, the cost of it. The amount of the rental car is $524.46. After leaving many messages and, re and speaking with people who would not help me, I was directed to Sarah. After a few emails, she offered me the following. Either they would pay a portion of my monthly car payment. I paid it in full for my car in July. Or give me $300 gift card. She made it clear that Volkswagen is not responsible, not responsible for my rental fees. That the dealership has the discretion of offering a loaner or paying for the rental. Okay, um, that's the update. I really don't need to go into much more information. At this point, I'd like to introduce Denise. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Nancy. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Okay, you can uh, have the uh, floor and uh, explain to us what's going on at this point. 
Well, I was lucky enough to get my car back on Monday. Sadly, I was back at Volkswagen Friday when one of the lights on my dash went off, so I went into a, a panic. Um, turns out it was just to check oil, but still it, it made me concerned. Um, I'm arguing to no avail with Volkswagen. Everyone's throwing their hands up and saying, well, it's not my responsibility, but my stance is it's a brand new car and through no fault of my own a major component was defective and needed to be replaced I was 14 days without a car and I don't believe I'm asking for too much for the reimbursement for the car rental Uh, Denise um, I did uh, forward you that cell phone number for Mr. Wallace Um, were you you successful? No, No, not at all I called many times and I continuously get a an automated message saying they're not accepting calls at that number. So I've hit yet another dead end. And to be honest, I'm not looking to um, do anything but be treated fairly and just. And I believe as a single mom, as a widow, I didn't have the support of a man coming with me to negotiate the car, to negotiate anything. And unfortunately, I, I'm led to believe that that's maybe a part of it. Denise, I, th- I think I at this point uh, uh, you probably should hire an attorney. I, to me, uh, you have a slam dunk, uh, no-brainer case. I, I, I can't imagine. As I recall, uh, your, your Volkswagen is under warranty. Uh, yeah. You have uh, uh, an issue that where it can't, where it won't run, and uh, and you have a rental car uh, that they're telling you they won't reimburse you for. Um, so I, I think you have a, I, I think in a, a letter from an attorney, do you, do you have an attorney, a family attorney, or someone that you use and trust? No. Uh, no. no. Okay. Uh, no. I'll, I'll try to get you a name. And, Ray. Uh, hmm? Ray. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Ray's Ray retired. Ray Anglesby retired. Yeah. Uh, oh. But uh, uh, there, there's something, again, I, I hate to practice law without a license, but I go back to my business law days. And when you sell a product, uh, there's an implied warranty of merchantability, which is translates into if you buy an egg beater, it's supposed to beat eggs. If you buy a television, it's supposed to have a picture on it. If you buy a car, it's supposed to run. So the Volkswagen sold you a car that won't run, and they are liable for it. And one of the liabilities is your transportation during the interim until they fix it. So it's it's a it's a no-brainer uh, for an attorney. A letter. I hate to say this. I'm uh, I'm sorry that Bill Wallace did not get the the call. I don't know what happened. That you know, that's his cell phone number, but apparently he has blocking calls in there that uh, and narrowed it down. Uh, where you, if you're not somebody who knows, you won't take the call. I don't know. But uh, we're on the radio talking about him now. Uh, we have a mystery shopping report coming up about one of his dealerships at the end of the show. Anybody out there know Bill Wallace, let him know we're talking about him. He's a good guy. I've known him for years. He's got too many dealerships. <laughs> I say that tongue-in-cheek. Uh, you know, he can have all he wants. Uh, I've got one dealership, and I got my hands full taking care of my customers for the one. He's got 25 or so dealerships, so uh, I can see where some things are slipping through the cracks. Unfortunately, Denise, uh, your issue is one of those things. But uh, I'll, I'll try to get you uh, 
uh, an attorney uh, to write a letter at no charge uh, to you. And I think a letter to uh, Bill Walls will uh, get the manager's attention there. Bill probably still doesn't know what's going on, unfortunately. And um, if he did, I think he'd take care of it. So uh, we'll get to work on this thing for you, Denise. Get you reimbursed uh, for that rental car. And uh, li lawyers are always the last resort. I hate to go right. to a lawyer, but we'll do this, and, and we'll keep you uh, uh, out of the picture in terms of fees. I don't, I don't think it'll go beyond the letter, because the, the lawyer knows you're right. Bill Wallace knows you're right. And... It would be crazy for them to litigate this. It would cost them far more money than being able to pay your rental bill. And, and De Denise, I, I have to share with you my opinion. Uh, you have, as Earl's called it, a slam dunk, definitely. It will consist of a lot of work if you have that kind of time. But the bottom Absolutely. line here is that you've got a seven-month-old Volkswagen. This is totally unacceptable, and it can you have a legitimate case and a winning case. So I encourage you to follow Earl's instructions. I will. Thank you. You guys have been so supportive, and I'm very grateful. I so appreciate that. Okay. And I'll stay in touch with you. I do have your number. Uh, you do have yes. my email address, and uh, we'll correspond back and forth. Thank you again. I so appreciate it. Oh, we know you do. Denise, have a great weekend. Spread the word. Well. We're building a platform here for ladies. We all have to join together, absolutely. Thank you for that. Have a wonderful Thank day. You. A77-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Speaking of platforms, first two new lady callers, $50 for you. Give us a call. Everyone can use $50. And uh, to De Denise and Pam, while I'm thinking about it, your checks went out late, so you'll receive them next week. Those are the two female winners from last Saturday. Hey, 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. We have no calls, so I'll go back to Stu. All right. Uh, we have lots of text coming in we have some visual aids and i know there's some messages coming in on youtube too uh jonathan can you pull up that picture we have a picture of an addendum sticker that was taken it was a, one of our vigilantes uh, bob in maryland and he was traveling through nevada and he took a picture of a at a, at a dealership it's a picture of an addendum label on a uh, brand new uh, ford bronco oh. msrp of the bronco is 44,305, and they've added a 30 $30,000 market value adjustment, and this, our, our list price um, at Ford Country in Henderson, Nevada is $74,305 for a $44,000 Jeep. Uh, Take your breath away. We were able to show that? All right, cool. And then the wow. uh, that's that one. And then we have Frank uh, in Jupiter Farms, who is a uh, also a vigilante. And let me sh let me go to his. We have a posse, don't we? We could probably get a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I uh, put the picture of Frank up. So Frank assisted a young lady getting a brand new vehicle, and he sent us a picture. Um, got a great deal. He said he's used the years of listening to the show and reading the blog, put it to good work, and he is posing with his vigilante hat on next to the salesperson and the customer that he helped out. So this is vigilantism oh, in action on Roland Cars. I, en I envision a, a reunion, a get-together of all the vigilantes, and we can have horses, and we can get them on the horses. Yeah. There they we'll, are. We'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just pose them. He's got his hat on? 
That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Now this is either, this is funnier. So he also uh, Frank sent us another picture. Um, I'm gonna put my hat back on. So you feeling inspired? <laughs> Frank sent us another picture. Um, he spotted a, um, a an old Forerunner, an old Toyota Forerunner on the road with a funny uh, little sticker on the window. He followed him for five miles um, trying to get this picture, and Jonathan can put it up on the screen. Um, this, the, the sticker says, I understand the Jeep thing, but that's why I drive a Toyota. <laughs> so, um, but it's an old Forerunner, and the story is, and this is really interesting, um, the guy noticed him following him and got concerned. Because Frank, you know, he's, a, he's I love it. a guy with a black hat <laughs> following him around. Anyway, so he pulls over. Turns out uh, the guy bought this car, this truck. It's an uh, old Forerunner. Um, was actually bought by one of her old technicians um, years ago, and he's since passed away. And I don't, he doesn't have a name, so I don't know who, who, who it is. But he purchased it from an old Earl Street Toyota technician, and he's driving, and he says it won't die, unlike all the Jeeps he used to own. <laughs> so thanks, Frank, for sharing that with us. Great picture, by the way. Now I know what you look like. <laughs> oh, that's great. Great. All right. Um, let's jump over to Rick, because I know he's got some messages piling up. Oh, we got a couple of them. Uh, first one, a shout-out to our buddy Donovan. Oh, he hi, is, Donovan. <laughs> he is actually almost halfway around the world. Uh, right now, I am going to try not to murder the name here. Uh, let's see. It's Debreson, Hungary. Hmm. And uh, buddy, be safe over there. Right now, he's about 60 miles from the Ukraine border. Oh, and oh. he said uh, one of the things he said that kind of ties in with the show is gas prices over there are skyrocketing. And the Hungary, the Hungarian government has actually put a, a cap on the gas prices right now at five dollars and fifty cents a gallon American. So, so he's American so he's dollars over so. there on the Ukrainian border in the middle of a possible next world war, and he's talking about gas prices. He, he's hey, he's keeping us keeping that us, is in our keeping us in gas prices are the least of your problem. No, 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 Get the hell home. Yeah. No, this nuts. just shows what the dedication of our of our fans and our listeners and the, the army out there that's uh, keeping yeah, definitely. Safe. And yeah. most importantly, you know, as uh, Jonathan has put a lot of work into uh, the number of people that we reach every week across the globe. Um, it's just amazing, and there's proof right there. And guess what? Um, Earl alluded to he has more to worry about than the war. He's creating a diversion. Well, he he yep. is in. He is visualizing a bloodbath, and he's creating a diversion. He's letting us know. Well, he's uh, that, there helping out some of his family members. Yeah, but, he, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was pretty cool, though. Oh, I see. I was wondering why he was over he there. He took the time to call into the he's show, and he's watching the show <laughs> from over there. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, as Jonathan put it, we do have an international show. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And speaking of international, uh, John Bell says, Love your channel. Have you ever helped any Canadian snowbirds with a car purchase to drive back to Canada? Can you recommend a broker to handle the paperwork at the border? Pickings are so slim here. You know, it's amazing. There's an article, I believe, in this week's Automotive News about Canadians coming to Florida Florida coming to the United States to buy cars and uh, when you consider the market here and what people are charging we just saw uh, what a 30,000 markup on a yeah on a, on a Bronco 33,000 so yeah. what, what what are you Canadian dealers doing if, if 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 your customers are coming to the United States you must really be going nuts 
I, uh, that's amazing. I'm surprised. I, only, I know Can one you? Canadian Toyota dealer. I'll, I'll, I'll see yeah, what they're doing yeah. over there. <laughs> oh. So, well, I forgot the question. Uh, he's asking, uh, can you recommend a broker to handle the paperwork at the border? And he says, uh, have you ever helped any Canadian snowbirds with a car purchase to drive yeah. back to Canada? We a have broker years ago. A, a broker at the border to, to do To what? handle the paperwork? Paperwork for what? The, I mean, the, the duties, the customs and duties yeah. to get the car across the... Oh, um, oh yeah. that's right. And there's no, also I'm, things that has to make sure it's like compatible. I know that there was um, some issues. Years ago, um, we for some reason, we were selling a bunch of uh, Solera convertibles. And I remember selling a, a bunch and there were there were issues getting them across the border yeah. I, mean, I remember we bought some from ontario canada uh, very yeah. strange odometers uh, yeah we'll ask i can ask we have a um a, a fleet salesman who deals with all kinds of brokers and exporting not really anymore <laughs> don't listen no one was listening uh no exporting shipping all over the country and um i'll ask him and then next week um, um we'll just we'll bring, bring it up on the show and, yeah um, or if you want to email us, um, Earl at EarlOnCars.com, if we get some information, we can establish. Hey, just tell Rick yeah. on YouTube uh, what your uh, email address is, and we'll send you the information. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I'm throwing uh, uh, Jonathan's name around and what he has done uh, for us as far as this international show that we have now. Uh, but I, I forgot to tell you that he is the president of Digital Operations. I wanted to share that with you. And also, I want to take a moment right now. Uh, everyone just heard uh, Stu's information and uh, Rick. Uh Earl's Vigilantes, Earl's Vigilantes. We have people that have volunteered that has helped us out so much. And I am ashamed to say that I have failed to thank each and every one of them and what they do week in and week out. And you can join Earl's Vigilantes. Go to Earl on Cars and you can sign up right there. And you don't have to have the ability to take an engine apart, but you can help um, consumers like yourself, like us, and people in your neighborhood. And you can help them and guide them and share your stories with us. And also, as far as the internet is concerned, we really need um, people to help guide all of us uh, through that process. Uh, there are a lot of senior citizens that are purchasing vehicles, and your help is so needed. And we congratulate each and every one of you for helping us out earlsvigilantes.com or go to Earl on Cars for all the information. Our phone number here is 877-960-9960 and you can text us at 772-497-6530 and we mentioned earlier we have a doozy of a mystery shopping report and you can vote on that and you can also go to Good Dealers bad dealer list and check out what we have accumulated now back to Stu. okay let's catch up on some text uh bob uh text us he wants to know can apple carplay be installed on a 2018 rav4 and if so where would you go to get it done the answer is yes and there's aftermarket kits that you can set up a best buy um i don't know if world of sound still around <laughs> um even a toyota dealership but i'd probably stick to to best buy don't know what the cost is. Um, my brother Josh had it installed in, um, in his older Forerunner before Apple CarPlay uh, was inv was available. And I wish they had them cool. for Teslas, huh? I wish they had them for Teslas. You can. I think you can. They go, they work through the USB drive. I think isn't that where you plug it in? And yes. um, I don't know. Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see if you could do it on Check the Tesla. It out, yeah. yeah. 
As um, a matter of fact, if you've got Apple CarPlay in your car that you're using a, a wired connection through the USB port, mm-hmm. uh, if you check on Amazon, they there is a company that makes what's called a, a, dongle, a dongle right that plugs in and lets your phone connect to it by Bluetooth wireless, yeah. and you have wireless Apple yeah. CarPlay. Yeah, Josh had that. I think it's the same yeah. thing, so it was pretty cool. Nice. Got that in my truck. It's awesome. Oh, do you? Yep. Okay, uh, we got a, a text from Kevin. It says, hi, good morning. My name's Kevin. I have a question because I want a factory order a Toyota Camry 2022, but I want to trade in my Toyota Highlander 2021. Can it be done? What happens when the car I order takes four to six weeks to come in and do I leave my Highlander dealership until my car arrives, or do you keep my vehicle until the other one arrives? Um, if so, when do we negotiate the money for the trade-in? Uh, because I need all the out-the-door numbers before I finish ordering my new car. Well, the first thing I want to say is you're not going to get a new Camry in four to six weeks. That's um, um, I don't think anywhere in the country they're coming in that quickly. Um, it's more like three to six months. Um, so it's it's kind of it's a longer period of time. Um, you will receive the value of your car as it's appraised when you take delivery of your vehicle. Um, but um, you can get it appraised, you get it appraised at the time you order it to get an idea. Now we're in a very strange time. If you've been listening to the show, vehicles are actually uh, appreciating in value. The car values are going up. We don't know how long that's gonna go for, but there's a very good chance that value of your car is actually gonna be higher when your new Camry comes in. Um, but if it's not, um, that's kind of the risk that you take with uh, with a uh, an order like that because they have to. And give you, you don't the have to night. leave with the dealership because you don't. Just you be careful because you wreck right. the car. You got or you can do uh, something a little bit creative, but I don't know if this is a dealership would do this, and we will do this. You can do an appraisal, but this would be surrendering uh, your car at the time, and you would get the sales tax credit. They would keep the value of your trade as a credit on their books, and then when your car came in, you would still get the trade in the the, the tax savings but you wouldn't have use of the car. Um, but most people just drive their cars until it comes in and then it gets reappraised. And these days, people are very happy with the second appraisal. I just want to stay on top of the market. It's a crazy market. It's very volatile. And even though we say car prices are going up every day, they could go uh, down. <laughs> it's, uh, they could go, you know, anything can happen. So uh, stay in touch with the dealer and uh, you're driving the car, verify the appraisal. And uh, if it looks like it's going to be a hiccup in the used car market, you might want to think about giving him the car so he can sell it. And uh, you don't want to lose several thousand dollars when your car comes in. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a strange thing to think of because you're doing a a huge purchase and there's the giant component of, well, what are you getting for your trade? That value is established later on. It's just um, that this is a very unusual time. Normally, ordering cars uh, like this isn't standard day-to-day stuff, and that's what's just happening now. All right, we have a text uh, from Bob, uh, a different Bob. He said, uh, my question is, I have a 2017 Sienna with approximately 18,000 miles. Is there a time frame when the brake fluid should be replaced, and what would the approximate cost be? No, there's no actual time of when it needs to be replaced. Um, If you've gotten any sort of contamination in it, or if you're concerned about it, if it's looking really, really, really dark in there, it may be getting contaminated from air moisture over time, but there's no actual scheduled interval for maintenance on the brake fluid. How do you look at your your brake fluid to see if it's if it's muddy? Basically, just pop the little cap off and shine a flashlight right on it. It should appear almost the color of straw, a nice yellowish color. So with a flashlight, you can actually see it. Oh yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, the brake fluid reservoir 
is a kind of translucent plastic. So even without popping the cap, you can shine a light on it and see quite clearly if it's gotten too dark or dirty looking. I have a feeling if I popped a hood, I would take me. I would never find it. That's right, because it's not, not in your car. No, I no, not my car. Right. <laughs> my car, but even on a Toyota. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty obvious. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a it's a nice big, kind of clear plastic looking thing. Is it labeled? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think the color that you're talking about is almost like, uh, um, unfortunately, I hope nobody does, just walks out front of the door and takes a look at this film of pollen that is so yellow and is layered um, everywhere on a bad day. Mm -hmm. That's the color. Um, We are going to um, interrupt uh, Stu, and we're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Mike, who's calling us from Idaho Springs. Oh, wow. Love it. Good morning, Mike. Uh, good morning. How are you this morning? We're well, thank you. Thank you for calling. Yes, I had a question about uh, pre-purchase inspections uh, that you know that are done at a third party's shop. Uh, I'm in the market for uh, uh, it's going to be a Highlander or an RX three thirty uh, that's in the range of twenty five to thirty thousand dollars. So I've had cars uh, inspected before, usually taking it to my uh, mechanic. Uh, and uh, the inspections are usually, and they're not terribly expensive, maybe an hour and an hour and a half. And uh, I wanted to get Rick's view on uh, how much insurance should a purchaser have if they take a car uh, to a pre-purchase inspection. Because my assumption would be uh, that the mechanic doesn't have a chance, obviously, to look at everything in the car. It's not looking at anything internally and so what is the risk that's left after a pre-purchase inspection and then i have a second question but let me it's a follow-up question but let me ask that first because it seems to me that i i think i i guess somebody who spends more than say an hour looking at the car but i could be wrong well there are some things that can be um shall we say shade tree hidden like if you had a, a, an engine that was starting to get a rod knock or something and you drain the oil out and put in a, a good mix of oil mixed with gear lube, that extra thick fluid will help to quiet an engine for a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Well, that would be premeditated somewhere. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah. that's, I, I figured that's maybe what he's looking for, yeah. things that things like uh, might be trying to hide from the mechanic. Charging a... Uh, um, uh, uh, coolant in the AC system, even yes. though it's got to have bad leaks. So That's get the air, another big get, one. Yeah, you can fool a mechanic temporarily with that. Yeah, washing an engine down, cleaning an engine really well to hide oil leaks. But a, a lot of these things also will leave evidence. Like if the mechanic pulls a dipstick, gear lube has a very distinctive smell to it. So just sniffing the oil, which it sounds silly, but it actually can give you information about that engine. If it smells burnt, yeah, there's an indicator. Um, looking at the coolant in the reservoir to see if it's discolored might be an indication of oil getting into the coolant. Um, such things as you really can't drive, always take a car out for like highway speed road trip to see if the transmission is going to shift okay or what it might do at higher, you know, at higher speeds and right. over slight travel like that. I, I think the bottom line, Mike, if you if you got a good technician looking at the car in an hour to an hour and a half, if you did a thorough <laughs> inspection, uh, the he, when he told you it was okay, he, it's going to be 99% yeah, sure. As good as anybody yeah. can. There's no way to 
avoid any any in all of these contingencies. Because obviously they'll be able to see the tires, the brakes, the belts, the filters, the you know anything that might be yep. a very obvious sign. Hey, there's a problem. Uh, looking at the body underneath for any signs of damage or, or shoddy auto body repairs. Those are things that yeah. a good mechanic is going to spot pretty quickly. So uh, let me ask you, I, I appreciate this a fairly far out question, but when, what would be the circumstances under which the buyer should have the compression checked? If the engine seems like it's not running right, then I would ask him to do a compression test on the engine. Now, bear in mind, this could get expensive because some cars, like V6s, some of them trying to get to the back cylinders can be really a, a lot of extra work. Uh, you, have, you literally have to disassemble parts of the engine to get to the back spark plugs to yeah, do a good, compression A good test. mechanic is going to test drive the car thoroughly at different speeds and different conditions. And uh, if there's a symptom, then he'll go further in. But uh, right. like Rick says, you just don't do a compression check unless there's something about the drivability. Yeah. <coughs> got it, got it. Now, let, uh, one question that I've encountered, not personally, but um, through acquaintances, is that they've been to dealers, and you know, these again on the, on the used car side, and the dealer says that they'll do an inspection for you if you pay for it, but they won't let the buyer take the car uh, to you know to another location, and uh, you know maybe that's uh, you know big cities or something like that. But uh, you know, just personally, I would never buy a car like that. I'd I'm walk away. Wrong about that? Yeah, I would too. As you say it, walk that's away. What I'm getting. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you very much. Sure. <laughs> you're in you're in Colorado, right? Mm. I, I said Idaho Springs. Yes. I thought you're in Idaho. You're yeah. in Colorado. I googled you. Yeah. yeah, I am in Colorado right now. I'm yeah. hot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Idaho, to, Idaho Springs, Colorado. Are you skiing? <laughs> uh, no, no. I live here. Right. When I can get out of my driveway. I bet you take advantage of skiing I, a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's just down the road. Everybody's dream. Uh, Thanks so much, the, Mike. The, the weather is gorgeous this time of year. The bright sun, snow everywhere. I hear. Around. It's a... Uh, really a gorgeous place yeah something to uh, really take a look at it's a beautiful place mike uh thank you so much for calling us okay sharing thank your story you. we now. hope to hear from you again uh we're going to go to frank uh, who's been holding from jupiter farms who is a regular caller and a good looking guy there you go do you hear that frank <laughs> frank i think i made him faint Frank? Uh, call, call back Frank. <laughs> I think we lost Frank. Yeah, Frank has got a great story, by the way. He and I have been talking uh, during the last week, and he's got a really interesting story. So please do call back and tell us about the BMW. Are you guys still there? Oh, there oh yeah. We, yeah. We lost him temporarily. We didn't lose him. He was just muted. We're, we're right here. <laughs> I, probably, I probably spoke over you guys. You didn't hear me. No, I'm definitely yeah. here. Okay. Um, we were admiring your looks, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Wow, holy cow. <laughs> Stu was. I'm, I'm, I'm actually on a diet. Give me a couple months and I'll come back again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, um, the, 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 um, the sit down or the whatever that thing, the pandemic kind of put weight on when it shouldn't have been. But in any event, um, big thanks to Earl Stewart because you hear that he'll take the calls, the red phone, and it's not a publicity stunt, it's not marketing, it's the real thing. 
I needed to speak to Earl in regards to a matter. Sunday morning, last Sunday morning, I got myself in a little pickle on Saturday after your show and actually had purchased a car, signed all the papers. Thank goodness I didn't drive it off the lot. And um, I was wondering if that the deal could actually be canceled. And his advice was yes. And um, obviously not speaking as an attorney or anything, but it, it armed me with a little bit of, how should I say, fortitude to go in there and not be put down or bluffed. Or, or right. So anyway, um, with that in mind, we did so. And, and I said, you know, I told him, I said, you know, you're so short on inventory, just sell the car to someone else. Because I actually I had got that brand new car, not at the 10000 over market adjustment value, not even 5000 not even MSRP, but $750 below MSRP. All right. I was shocked when so, you told me that. I know. Yeah, I said, well, and, and the, the salesman said, will you really buy this car if we'll give it to you at this price? And I said, I know they're just bluffing. But then when they said yes, I go, I guess i got to buy this car. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> he caught the car. Yeah. The door yeah, caught the car. When, when, yeah, yeah, when uh, you call me, Frank, uh, and he said, you know that car we were talking about, the BMW that was $10,000 or $12,000 or MSRP? And I said, yeah. He says, well, he says, I went up there, and he says, I was able to buy it below MSRP. I said, I don't believe it. I said, How I said well, congratulations. He, and then he said, and Frank said, well, but I don't want Funny. the car. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the contingency that we worry about every week with our mystery shops. <laughs> she, she just she just leaves. Yeah. And I Frank, she, Earl and I went back and forth on that, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> I said, what's going to happen? And so we were entertained that afternoon. Well, it would actually turn out better. And then there was that picture. I, I brought Anne Marie because actually the car was going to be for her, mm -hmm. and the color blue with the black optics. I mean, it looked really great. It was a beautiful yeah. looking car, but for her to drive on an everyday thing, she said she'd be tired of it within you know a couple of weeks. And so when when she and her Connecticut Italian background told the salesman, "There's no way I'm taking that car," and there's other adjectives we won't use on the air right now. <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, yeah, of course I'm, I'm actually could be good. So then we uh, worked on that white one that you saw in the picture, and we got that also at MSRP. We can go below it, but we got it at MSRP and a good financing, and it was it was about a four-hour experience. It was six and a half hours for me on Saturday. I mean, they they try and wear you down, but um, the salesman is named Brian Borman. Very knowledgeable, which is very nice to find. Yeah, he looked familiar to me. I was going to ask you his name. I don't know Brian, yeah, Brian Borman, Borman, but he's, he yeah. seems familiar. Well, and, um, well, that, nothing like Frank. Nothing like Frank Borman, the astronaut in Eastern <laughs> Airlines. Uh, we got to we got to plug uh, the uh, dealership too. That's uh, uh, BMW of Stewart. Actually, it's Audi of Stewart. Stewart of Audi. Audi. I'm sorry, Audi of Stewart. Yeah, sorry. Audi of Stewart. And uh, yeah. if you want to buy an Audi, uh, there's a place, and you you need to be uh, a negotiator like like Frank was, and they started them at. Uh, thousands and thousands over MSRP and he ended up uh, down to MSRP and, and in, in one instant a little below. So uh, stay away from uh, Brayman uh, in West Palm Beach to drive to, drive to Stewart, Audi of Stewart, and uh, do some negotiating like Frank did. And uh, it's almost unheard of to be able to buy a car uh, at MSRP today. So again, congratulations for a great job. Yeah, no, and and everyone there was very nice. I mean, 
Um, there's a, na- a lady named Shelly um, Cole, I believe it is. That's um, the one you see after the salesman where you go in the back rooms type stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah. they try and sell you nitrogen for an extra $51. <laughs> <laughs> hey, only 51 I mean, bucks. I just bad. thought of you guys. I said, this is just so classic. <laughs> I had a video or something. But, that's um, great. Uh, every, everyone's there, and they got a nice little break room with coffee and cappuccino mm-hmm. and snacks. And the general manager there, I met him. He's just, everyone there is down to earth. It's a whole different... A, a, so much better atmosphere <clears throat> just a few miles north of Palm Beach and from the and especially from the Cowboys down in Miami and Broward so yeah. mm, it's good that's for know. sure we'll get yeah. them on our recommended list uh, we'll have to make it official we'll have to mystery shop on Monday but that'll be good yeah. and uh, it's so hard to find a place today you can buy the right car at a reasonable price. I never thought I'd hear myself saying MSRP was a reasonable price, but it's a good price today. So that's great oh, news. Great yeah, thanks news. for sharing I, I, such I a great story. You all have a great day. And actually, the car where it has a 333 page owner's manual. Yeah. Wonderful. We went back on <laughs> Enjoy reading that. For the, you know, the pre flight. Yeah. It was four hours. I mean, it's like, how do you. But anyway, yeah. the technology is wonderful. You have a great day. And again, Earl, I can't thank you enough for taking a call on a Sunday morning to help me out before I got into the dealership. I thought I was going to be all right. But your um, your knowledge and your explanation really saved the day. Thank you again. That's well, what the uh, recovering car dealer does. Monday morning, Sunday morning, Sunday night, whatever. Right there. Um, Frank, thanks for sharing a great story with us. And uh, give us a call again, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us, 772-497-6530. And, and don't forget, a, ladies. Just as a postscript to uh, Frank's issue before we change subjects, uh, I, when Frank uh, bought it, he basically, uh, other than the story, he got a good price on an Audi and Stewart, is the fact that, uh, is that he bought a car, uh, signed all the papers, and then changed his mind, didn't want to buy the car. He had already gone home, and uh, um, Anne-Marie, his wife, said that she didn't want a blue car, and here he was, he'd signed in, he bought a, you know, a very expensive, uh, you know, it's a luxury car, Audi. Now, what do you do? Uh, he did one thing uh, that was very fortunate, he didn't drive the car home. Uh, when you buy a car, uh, you will find a lot of pressure from the dealers to encourage you to take it home. There are a lot of reasons for it. Uh, one of the reasons is just the puppy, we call it the puppy dog. That's a slang. When you take your new car home and you show it to your neighbors and your friends and everybody, uh, it's like taking a, a, a puppy home from the from the, uh, the store, from Big Dog Ranch. Puppy dog you syndrome. Both, <laughs> you, take the, you take the doggy home and your children and your uh, everybody, your friends, see your doggy and they play with the doggy and then you decide you don't want a dog, there ain't no way you're going to take that dog back because you have bought a car. So that's, that's one reason car dealers want you to take the car home. The other reason is more sinister. Uh, maybe just different. I guess they're both sinister. Uh, the other reason is in, in the law, uh, you have to have acceptance and consideration for a contract. That's a basic law. Uh, acceptance, you have to have... Consideration meaning you have to do something, pay for it, sign on the dotted line, and take the product. That's that's uh, acceptance, and consideration is is the uh, also part of a contract. So uh, a lot of courts have construed 
uh, driving the car home the completion of the contract. And you have a good case. You don't have a, a rock-solid case, but a good lawyer can usually uh, win the fact if you don't take the product. So if when you buy the car, that's another good reason. Be sure it's detailed out properly, that, it's, that, it's, that the car has got the... Uh, and the inside, the inside, everything. There's no, no nicks and scratches. It's perfectly clean and inspect it carefully before you take it home. Uh, and the other reason is you won't have completed your contract. So never take a spot delivery. That's what the car dealers call it, the spot delivery. Uh, get, them, get them out the door on the day they sign because when that happens, they won't let you bring the car back. Never. You'll never be able to return that car if you take it home. Okay. Okay, what I was saying was that, uh, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. And we have about 15 minutes before we get to the mystery shopping report. So take advantage of that. 877-960-9960. Okay, guys, who are we going to? We got a couple here. Donovan actually has come up with one. He says, have you heard of this new law proposed in West Virginia that would ban over-the-air updates for cars by the customer, which requires them to go to the dealership to have these updates done? I'm uh, not surprised at all. <laughs> I didn't hear pro- about it. but Proposed and written by members of the West Virginia House who own car dealerships. <laughs> <laughs> yes, surprise, it is surprise. HB forty five sixty in West Virginia, and it needs to be stopped. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the power of the auto lobby—it's amazing. Yeah, uh, uh, like Sue said, uh, I'm sure FADA is working on it right now. Right, they have their version. <laughs> I'm sure the NADA probably has circulated that to all the state organizations, and it'll be a, a, a nationwide push. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're, Unbelievable. Well, this is another subject <clears throat> I, I just have to mention. This is an automotive news, and we're talking about lobbying power of dealers and dealer associations. Um, <clears throat> there's a news article in the automotive news. There's an inventory called LIFO, inventory, L-I-F-O, stands for last in, first out. Uh, not one out of a thousand knows what that is, but you accountants do. Uh, but uh, last in, first out is a type of uh, accounting that car dealers, uh, many of them adopted many years ago. Uh, we did in our dealership, and most car dealers did. It was a windfall way to avoid taxes. And it was uh, a smoke and mirrors thing that was lobbied through, uh, I'm sure, by the NADA. And dealers saved millions, literally. I don't mean all dealers together, I mean individually. Individual dealers save millions of dollars with this type of inventory tax loophole. Now, the, this inventory that they adopted anticipated continuous inventories or inventories maintaining uh, pretty much uh, a, a 60-day supply, we call it in the trade. You know, if you sell uh, 30 cars a month, then you would be, you typically carry 60 cars a month. But nobody anticipated the pandemic. So the pandemic came, and suddenly dealers don't have any inventory. So at the end of this year, uh, you're going to have to pay the piper. So those millions of dollars that dealers, including us, 
we're given this gift for this tax loophole, we're going to have to give the money back at the end of the year. So there's a there's a panic, and the lobbying is on now so that the dealers can keep that tax loophole. Now, here's the irony. Appreciate the irony of this. The dealers that are crying about giving back this money are making more money today because of the pandemic, and their basis for having the LIFO rule uh, changed is the fact that it was a, an act of God uh, pandemic that created this horrible situation in the country. Well, it wasn't a horrible situation for the dealers. It was a windfall. So they want they want to keep the windfall of the tax loophole by, by uh, uh, at the same time they have the windfall of unprecedented high demand and high prices and profits. So you can't make this stuff up, folks. It's, uh, the dealer's greed is absolutely without limit. Well, <clears throat> I don't have really anything to follow up on that. Uh, kind of leaves you speechless. Uh, had, you know, your hair's on fire. It just continues over and over and over again. And, folks, that's why we're here uh, to try, try to help you with some, you know, odds and ends and things that you're dealing with from day to day. Uh, so, uh, as I said earlier, you're an important part of the show. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. We're going to go back to the phones. We have a couple of calls holding, and uh, Marty is one in West Palm Beach. And, John, we will get to you shortly. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How are you? Well, thank you. I just wanted to tell you, uh, I've only lived in two states, uh, New York State and in Florida. In the Rochester, New York, when you bought a car, you never got the car the same day. If you bought a car on a Wednesday, they may say, can you pick it up on Saturday? They'd make sure they had the insurance cards, make sure the car was clean, make sure they adjusted it, whatever. When I first came to Florida and they gave you the car on the same day, I was shocked. Yeah, spot delivered. I, I said, you mean it's ready? They said, as far as I know, all they did is wash the car <laughs> right. and, and, and bring it out to you. I mean... One dealership I had down here, and I said, well, I didn't bring my uh, checkbook with me and everything. He said, that's all right. He said, we'll give you the car right now, take it home, and come back uh, the next day with the check. Marty, let me ask you a question. In, yeah. in New York, I don't know, did they was there a right of rescission? Like, could you uh, return the car after three days? That's like, there's a, a myth down here. In New York, could you return it after? Uh... I, I've heard that. In my case, I never, it never happened, so I never looked into uh, that. Because down here, because that be, plays a big role in this, going back, was get, getting him off the curb, getting him over the curb, and having him deliver the car, and then, they're, you know, then they, they're an owner, and then they can't return the vehicle. Well, they, yeah. th there is a rescission agreement that the dealers make them sign that forces I'm them talking about the customer uh, rescission yeah. agreement, where the customer yeah. has no right. Yeah. <laughs> Only the dealership does. Uh, but this was a shock to me when I first got to Florida. And the guy said, here, take the car. we'll have the car for you in an hour. Well, that's the, thanks to New York law, Marty, they require you have to have the car licensed and registered before it can drive on the streets. So it's a law in New York, right. and uh, it's a good law, and uh, it prevents the uh, devilishness coming out of the dealer with a spot delivery. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Also, everything in the car there was 
you know, they really checked. I mean, I don't know. I've only bought Toyotas and Hondas up there, so. But they uh, they ended up really. When you got the car, it was waxed. It was, you know, I mean, I got cars here that were still dirty. I didn't even know who went through the car wash. Yeah. So, uh, but one thing about uh, up there, you never left without the insurance card had to be printed out. They made sure your insurance card was, you know, right and had the right dates and, and everything else. Now, I haven't bought a car up there in years now, so maybe they've changed. Also up there, no dealer had a dealer fee. I'm not saying that they made any less money than they do here, but they never had an actual dealer fee. It may be, and again, that may have changed. That surprises me. I thought, yeah. is this just Rochester or other yeah, places? Yeah, this was in Rochester. I never yeah. bought a car in any other city, so I can't tell you. But the Toyota dealers I dealt with in Rochester, and I dealt with uh, three different ones there, and they were all, I never had a dealer fee. So, but I don't, like I say, I don't know, things may have changed. Also, I sent a text in that uh, you didn't get a chance to read yet, but for Denise, I wanted to tell her, stick to Toyotas or Hondas. They have a much better warranty, much better uh, if your car doesn't run. I know Toyota will give you a loaner car, and uh, I never looked at a Volkswagen, never even thought of a Volkswagen. So I think, unfortunately, uh, that car was a mistake for her. Yeah, Volkswagen is uh, um, is not as good a manufacturer as uh, Toyota. Uh, Toyota uh, will step up and help the customers. I I haven't heard um, a lot of that type of thing about Volkswagen dealers. It's just a different culture, I guess. Yeah, and also with Toyota, you get the first two years of maintenance included. And I mean, Honda doesn't even do that. They don't give you the first two years for free. Yeah, but uh, it's it's. You got to stick to a reputable place, a reputable dealer, and uh, and you know this guy's you know not giving her the reimbursement, and the car yeah. was some months old is really ridiculous. Well, Marty, listen, thanks for the call. We got three guys holding here, okay. or maybe gals. So please call Have again. You're day. one of our most interesting callers. Thank you very much. It was great hearing from you, Marty. Give us a call again. We're going to go straight to John, who's holding in Jupiter, and Ron um, is calling us from uh, Summerfield. And uh, if you'll just be patient, we'll get to you. Good morning, John. Good morning, Anthony. Hey, I received a letter from Toyota. I've, I've got a 2013 uh, Toyota Tundra, which I purchased new. Uh, the truck's 10 years old. I'm hoping to get 10 more years out of it. But uh, the letter says that there's a defective power steering gear service replacement assembly. Um, and then it goes on to say that there were only 151 power steering gear assembly replacement parts that could have been installed in vehicles of my age. So how urgent, because it says urgent equipment recall. How urgent is this recall? Any recall, I would have it done as soon as possible. Uh, just stop in at your local dealership and they will set you up to get it taken care of. And if it requires parts to be ordered, you tell them, I don't feel safe driving this vehicle, get me a rental. Well, well the dealership would be Earl Stewart. <laughs> That's okay, Toyota's, Toyota's gonna pay for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. But well, you know, if, it says it only takes 45 minutes. Exactly what are they looking at when they're talking about Because I've had the truck for 10 years. I mean, Is this the no data communication module one? I, I think so. But um, it's we'd have to take a look at it and see which one. Because sometimes there's even several recalls that you might not be aware of. And we'd prefer right. to get them all taken care of. Yeah, I think also, can't you look up uh, what's recalled online on particular oh, yeah. vehicles? Yeah, if you go to yeah. safer, uh, uh, was it safercar.gov. Safercar.gov, yeah. And you put it in, in your van, you'll see everything that's outstanding. What's your van? Okay. And then the, the next question would be, what was the best time to go by Earl Stewart uh, to get this done? Uh, best, middle of the week? Oh, well, we are. Late in the afternoon? Um, yeah, late in the afternoon is uh, is, is nice because it's usually busier in the morning. Best thing to do is get an appointment. That way, we can get a make sure we have parts available and get the right technicians uh, uh, ready for you. Yeah, and then it says if it is uh, needs to be replaced, it could take several days to do. I'm assuming you have to order the part if that's the case. Uh, possibly. Okay. You can find uh, out. You can find out ahead of time. Just call in and ask to check to see if everything's there yeah. in the parts, and then that way you'll know not to waste your time. Yeah. Well, who who's your best service advisor? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you put me on the spot. We've got we a lot of. They're all awesome. We can't. We can't tell you if you call me. Call call me after the show. I'll tell you, but I can't tell you on the air. I'll have fourteen people mad at me. <laughs> we don't. I don't have any favorites. <laughs> They'll be waiting for us, Marty. <laughs> yeah. well, okay. Hey, one other question: You guys were talking about the Volkswagen deal. Wouldn't that car be covered under the Florida Lemon Law? It could be. That too. Well, that's that's a great point. Yeah. I I should have brought that up. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, that would uh, th th that's probably even a better idea. A threat with the Lemon Law is probably a, the most valid threat, and. Uh, uh, they they would have to act then. So, uh, great great uh, thought. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah Denise, if you're listening, you have that lady uh, contact. I, I yeah, we've got her phone number, yeah. so we'll call her. I'll That's give a, her a call. A great idea. All right, thanks, people. I'll probably see you next week at the dealership. All okay, right. thank you good. very much. Looking thanks, forward. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Thanks for the call. Give us a uh, call at eight seven seven nine. Six. Well, we can forget the yeah. number because we're taking the last call right hey, now. Quick, Denise with the Volkswagen. Um, she barely has any. Barely used that car, did she? Uh, she's had. She bought it seven months ago. Okay. Yes, yeah, so and she's barely. And when you do the lemon law, yeah. So they they they, um, they prorate you the use of the car, but she will have a, a very large percentage coming back. So yeah, and she idea. is listening. Yeah. Uh, so um, at any rate, we're we're going to take our last call uh, because we're going to get to the mystery shopping report, and we're going to talk to Ron, who's giving us a call from Summerfield, Florida. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. This question is for Rick. Rick, I was looking at a new, uh, looking to buy a new uh, 22 RAV4 hybrid. And so as I was um, thinking about it, I said, well, let me check out the Lexus. And so I went over to Lexus to look at the N uh, NX300H. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, nice car. And they said basically the powertrain and the two cars are the same. Yes. Except I found out that the NX requires premium fuel. Why is that? Because they tuned the engine, the computer programming is tuned a little more to give it a little more higher compression rating. Um, uh -huh. <clears throat> it's just, it's a Lexus thing. They want to try to get a little more power. And one of the differences you'll find between a Lexus and a Toyota, the fit and finish are usually just a little more refined on the Lexus, sometimes a lot more refined. 
and the engine actually is tuned to run a, to a little higher standard. And of course, that requires premium fuel in them. Can, can you make um, my Toyota run like a Lexus? No, they yeah. won't let me. And also, Lexus buyers have a lot more money than Toyota buyers, and they can afford <laughs> premium fuel. Right. It's, they're, they're in cahoots with big oil. Oh, boy. Okay. So can you, can you put regular fuel in there at all? Oh, boy. Uh, you can, but it's really not advisable. What would happen, though, is the engine would detect the, the pre-ignition knock that would occur from running uh -huh. that lower-level fuel, and it would begin to retard the timing, and you might notice a change in the performance of the engine and how it's driving. It wouldn't hurt the car. I think too often people are afraid to try a lower test gasoline, and uh, but uh, certainly if it's tuned to a certain performance, you would, might miss a little bit of performance. But I mean, it depends on how you drive the car. Uh, if you look at the cost of regular versus premium fuel over four or five years of ownership, that's a lot of money. And uh, so it's you know I I always say to people listen unless you you want a high performance you you love you got a lead foot you love to zoom off of stoplights and you know drive fast if you're just a normal driver not like me <laughs> but if you're if you're a normal driver uh, try regular in your car and if it doesn't make any noises or if it isn't anything that's going to uh, be obviously uh, going to bother you keep using it it's not going to you're not going to burn up the engine and you save a ton of money yeah you know because it was a deal breaker for me i don't want to spend 50 or 60 cents per gallon more yeah. uh in a car that's basically the same as a rav4 i'd rather just buy the rav4 yeah mm -hmm. i think you can have your cake and eat it too if, uh, if yeah. you yeah okay well that was my question thank you so much i appreciate it oh you're so welcome ron Boy, isn't it great? You can have your cake and eat it, too. I had some cake uh, yesterday. It was my daughter's birthday, and it was delicious cake. And can't <laughs> believe that she was 18 years old. I'm an old man now, officially. Oh, my goodness gracious. You are an old man. You sent me that picture of the one-year-old birthday party yeah. and uh, uh, an 18-year-old. Uh, you can't even uh, remember it. Yeah. I aged right there. Just my, it was a Dorian Gray thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh just lo gosh. just looking at it. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to get to the uh, studio. You have something to finish up? Oh, we we can do a quick rundown because it's only nine thirty. So we have some anonymous feedback. So I'll run through these real uh, real quick. Um, this came in a couple of days ago. I saw your YouTube video for the mystery shop of Napleton North Lake Chrysler Jeep. My question is, how does this dealership stay in business so long? Well, it's a uh, because Ashley Moody is in the pocket of the Automobile Dealers Association, and she's the Attorney General. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you can get away with anything. Uh, and uh, car dealers uh, get the legislators and the regulators elected. Uh, if you have the car dealers against you, uh, you can't get elected to political office in, in any state. So uh, it's amazing what the car dealers can get away with. we got some great laws, folks. They don't get enforced. Uh, in this mystery shopping report, uh, we'll show you a flagrant violation of a federal law. Uh, and uh, car dealers do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Why? Because uh, they, they can. can. <laughs> yeah, right. 
It's kind of like it's like a corollary of the why did the man climb the mountain because it was there. It's yeah, something, something like that. Something All right, like we have that. another one that inspired by the Napleton Mystery Shops. It's a little harsh, but this is uh, what anonymous feedback is for. Um, any fool that would buy from a Napleton dealership deserves to be separated from their money. I would find it very difficult to be a salesman there and have to look a customer in the eye with a straight face. Well, unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of, not everybody's listening to the show, and not everybody is. Well, as yeah, and, and I don't think the texture really meant that. Yeah. I mean, you do realize there are people out there that weren't fortunate enough to be born in the United States, and English isn't their native language. There are also people out there that aren't fortunate enough to be able to get an education, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, there are people that are too old, like me. Uh, and there are people that are too young. They have no experience. They've never bought a car before. So when you say people deserve to be screwed by Napleton, I don't agree. I think I, don't uh, agree with all, yeah. I think that uh, uh, victims, we call them, uh, are uh, need to be protected, and uh, and uh, we have to have laws enforced, and we have to have uh, regulation with car dealers too, so people like that don't get us uh, stolen from. Okay, more anonymous feedback. Um, I have a problem with the check airbag system light on my 2012 Civic, and there are no codes DTC in the system. Do Honda dealers have a more advanced tool to view computer logs that are stored or something similar to troubleshoot the problem? Yes. Okay. Uh, a lot of the generic pullers, the code pullers that you'll find at like the auto stores, can't get all the information. Go to the if you got an airbag code issue. Go to the dealer. Get a check. A, That's a safety issue. And here's another political issue that uh, ties in with this question. Uh, there's a federal <coughs> bill now uh, going through the process in Congress, and uh, which is going is called the Right to Repair Bill. Right. Car dealers hate it, uh, and it, it's Apple gonna, hates it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a battle of the titans. Uh, who gets uh, who gets this through? And I, my guess is the car dealers and the, and the manufacturers will win. Yes. But right now, the law is that if I manufacture Hondas, I can have secrets about how to fix them. And I won't tell anybody uh, except a Honda dealer. And the excuse is, well, the Honda dealer is trained. and you know, uh, There's a lot of good mechanics that aren't uh, necessarily working for Honda dealers. And if you give them the information and access to the data, they can fix cars. But the dealers don't want competition. Nobody wants competition because you can charge anything you want if you don't have competition. So remember that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, of course. I, well, I think it would benefit our service department. <laughs> I think people would be bringing them to us. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right, right to repair. We'd be able to fix uh, Hondas and Schwartz and... Porsches and Teslas. Porsches, yeah. You'd find an honest mechanic, honest service department, and you'd go to him. But right now, there are certain things that we just called her and mentioned can only be fixed by a Honda dealer. That'd be a great thing. Uh, All right. Oh, okay, sorry. I have an anonymous feedback, but I'm looking at uh, my watch, and uh, we have a mystery shopping report to get to, and Stu has something to say. Um, and I'm wondering if this could wait until next week. You and I shared this anonymous no feedback uh, in the car. Go ahead. Um, what would, and it's a little difficult at my age to read this from the phone, but I'll give it the old college try. What would be the case of a delay in shifting Pause. from park to drive? Rick, the cause. And, and I, I have, I have a clicking sound. Um, Stu, do you have this uh-huh. on your computer? Yeah. Go ahead. 
All right. Uh, so, Rick, pay attention. <laughs> what would be the cause of a delay in shifting from park to drive? I have to wait for a clicking sound, like a tap, to engage, or it will be stuck. It seems to occur more often during the mornings. Separately, another question is sometimes the digital odometer is faint. Uh, the other lights to illuminate the speedometer, voltage, RPMs, etc., work fine. On rare occasions, the digital odometer works bright. Um, thank you, Miss Stewart, for being an advocate for women. You're welcome. Uh, without knowing the type of car, just a shade tree guess is going to be you have a transmission issue where the valve train is not shifting, not moving properly. And I would definitely have that checked out by a qualified transmission specialist. Um, if not at a dealership, there are transmission shops that are highly qualified that can handle those. Something in there is not moving when it should, and that click is when that valve finally is popping into place, letting your car then move. So uh, that would be my first first thought to look for. It could be serious if we don't uh, look at yes, it. Yes, because if transmission starts to slip, once they start getting a little bit of wear in there and they start slipping a little bit, that accelerates very quickly and can cause a lot more damage in the transmission. Okay. Um, for the electrical issue, that's probably going to be an LED or a, a bulb starting to get weak or something in there. Maybe a loose connection that's starting to have issues. All right. So there you go. Rick, Rick's got the answers. Last anonymous feedback, and we'll be done. More commentary on Napleton. The sad part of buying a car from Napleton is that someone will pay their inflated price. People, it's a Jeep, not some ultra-rare vehicle. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's why uh, they're charging these prices. If you don't want to pay it, somebody else will. And that's what's happening. Uh, selling fewer cars and making more money than ever before. Uh, it's a bad time for buyers. Okay. okay um, I want to mention to the folks that uh, you're an important part of the Mystery Shopping Report. Please vote. We really enjoy hearing from you and your opinion. And you can do so by texting Stu at 772-497-6530. And uh, my hat is off to our female mystery shopper and also our female director and of operations in the control room, Elise. I want to thank both of them and the ladies that have joined us week in and week out. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, mystery shop of Wallace, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Um, we've also had the call in from Denise who had had an issue with Wallace Volkswagen. Uh, Wallace has got a lot of dealerships. Um, it's been a while since we've had a good mystery shop at one of the Wallace dealerships, now all located in Stewart and Fort Pierce. Wallace, uh, he's on our good guy reputation, uh, uh, he's a friend of mine personally, um, and he's historically done well. Uh, not so well recently with a complaint from a customer at the Volkswagen dealership, and uh, now we have this Michigan shopping report, and we'll see how well uh, this goes at Wallace Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Uh, as I browse through the Mystery Shop archives, speaking um, as the uh, Mystery Shopper, I noticed this uh, downward trend from the... Oh, no, I'm now I'm speaking the first person as if I were Sue, because I'm reading his, you? his notes. We're both yeah. Earl. Uh, I'm I Earl. speak yeah, for we're you. We're both Earls. We speak for each other. And uh, uh, there's a downward trend from the Walls Group as uh, how things go uh, about recommending. Uh, last week on the show, we had a caller with a problem, and she called again this week. Uh, I offered her Bill Walsh's cell phone number, and she called it. And uh, uh, he's got a blocker of some kind. Um, 
apparently it is not as easy to get through. I've given his na number out a couple times. Uh, I do it reluctantly. I only do it as a last resort. In the past, they've been able to get through, but it didn't work this time. I also know and uh, discuss with uh, many times on the show the perils of managing a growing group of dealerships. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is just not a negative comment on Bill Wallace. It's, it's a fact of life. As you grow, logistics. Uh, Larry Morgan is another who's grown. Uh, he used to sell tires, and then he got in the car business uh, back in 2012, and he's grown enormously. You can only get so big and watch what's going on. It's a lot harder to put good managers in positions of responsibility than to do it yourself. And a lot of a lot of car. I I, I had that problem. I had a bunch of car dealerships a long time ago, and it was like a Chinese fire drill. Is that a politically incorrect? Yeah, today. probably, but it's uh, yeah. but you painted a picture. Yeah, it was uh, ab absolutely a uh, no offense to the uh, Chinese on this, uh, although there are problems with the Chinese. I digress. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, it is absolutely uh, uh, impossible for me to run six dealerships, and and I got better with five and four and three and two, and finally I got down to one. And we do a pretty good job. So Bill Wallace, you got 25, I think. I don't know how you do it. Larry Morgan, same thing. Uh, you can't do it. You just have to have really great people. And that's, I couldn't do it. I couldn't find that many really great people. Uh, okay, it's 13 dealerships is what he's got. Bill Wallace got 13 dealerships. All of which, by the way, required... Uh, I, I don't think this is correct, Stu. You said it's right from their website. Tw Twenty-five. Yeah, I think it's. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So he I, had eleven I, dealerships he, in 1997. He, uh, yeah, from his I, dad. I, I'll correct his website because what he did is he saw he sold the Ford dealership to AutoNation. Oh, okay. And then when he sold the Ford dealership, oh, okay. uh, that he he multiplied afterwards. So okay. Anyway, it's the trivia. Uh, we last investigated <laughs> Wallace. Interesting to just just yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to stop here for a minute. How in the world do you keep all of this information in that vault a of a mind I'm of a yours? Genius. You are indeed. I truly am. Sometimes it's uh, <laughs> frightening. Okay. <laughs> it scares everyone. Uh, we leave uh, the room. Yeah. She's gonna. She, she's called the men in the white coats, and they're gonna have me committed. She's On trying, many occasions. She's trying to pacify me now. We last investigated Wall's Jeep, October 2020, mid-pandemic, but premature crisis. Agent Thunder and Agent Lightning, I remember that, yeah, came in on an ad promising a very, a really low lease payment. As a matter of fact, this was Agent Lightning's very first mystery shop. How cool is that? I love it. Okay, I hope uh, Agent Lightning is listening, because this is really, really uh, kind of historical. Yeah, it's nostalgic. Yeah, not hysterical, but historical. Although Agent Lightning received better treatment and a better price than Agent Thunder, both were subjected to bait and switch and other sneaky tactics like a requiring um, impossible to get rebates to get the low price. So we sent Agent Lightning back to the place where it all started in hopes that Bill Wallace and his crew could stop uh, the, the, the series of stumbles. He still used the word ignominious. I crossed that through. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, so all your omissions are premeditated. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now I understand. Okay, here's the actual report. I am as if I were Agent Lightning. I pulled in a lot a little <laughs> afternoon and was met by a woman on a golf cart. Her name was Michelle. 
and she was a greeter. She collected some information with me and said, Diego, or is that Di- yeah, yeah, you Diego? Right. Yeah, yeah, Diego um, would be here to help me soon. We waited for a minute, then Michelle offered to take me to him. I climbed into the golf cart next to her, but we were, before we could depart, Diego pulled up in his own golf cart. Was, <laughs> They're having fun. There's golf carts all over the place. I tell you what, and they tried to get me to buy golf carts at the dealership, but oh, yeah. I don't. I was afraid there to be to be I, too many accidents, people being run over by golf carts. I vetoed that to the extent I could veto yeah. it. <laughs> when I used to play golf. I was reckless in my golf cart. That's probably why we don't have golf carts. Uh, Diego hopped out, introduced himself, and asked how he could help. I told him I was hoping to take home a new Jeep Wrangler today and ask if he had any available. Uh, Diego clapped his hands together loudly and exclaimed yes and suggested they go inside. I'm trying to visualize Diego clapping his hands together. I'm picturing the character in Dora the Explorer, but... Yeah. We found a desk, and Diego asked for my license made a lot of small talk before finally asking what monthly payment I wanted to have. Key uh, question, you always ask monthly payment. You pray that they give you that number because if you will buy on a monthly payment, they own you and they will make whatever profit and price they want to get. Never, never buy on the payment. I said that I'm most likely paying cash, so that's not important to me. After a series of qualifying questions, Diego determined that the four-door sport model would be perfect for me. I went along, probably the only one he had. He then started writing on what looked like an information sheet and asked me my credit score. I asked, why does that matter since I'm paying cash? Well, he's not going to tell you that because it matters because he's going to make more money if he can finance the car, and he's hoping that he can talk you into financing because he makes more money when he finances the car. But very logical. Why would you want to know my credit score when I'm paying cash for it? I left this little detail out, but he replied, um, oh, I forgot. <laughs> but it had 30 seconds earlier yeah. she said she was yeah. Well, it's part of the, yeah. it's a part of the, uh, well, what is oh, the, yeah, the word, the, the, what am I trying yeah, to he's, say? He's well trained, the word track. track. Yeah. Word track. It's, it's we warm. moved on. I said I heard that this was not the best time to buy a car, but Diego disagreed. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no. I mean, who is he, Earl Stewart? Nobody, no car dealer is going to tell you not to buy a car. He said it was a great time to buy a car because people were getting premium dollars for the trades. Now, when he said that, I, the evil Earl uh, <laughs> fondly admired that. He's thinking on his feet. <laughs> You know, uh, what do you say when everybody knows you shouldn't buy a car? Cars are priced thousands of over, over a sticker. How do you yeah, say, well... Don't focus on uh, that. Focus, accentuate the positive. Right. So the positive is he's getting more on his feet. You say he was thinking on his feet? He was thinking on his feet. Right. You know, but but listen here, he, he was, was talking out of his... He's tap oh, I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> say that. He was dancing on his feet is what he was doing. I told Diego Rick I didn't it. have a car to trade. Diego said... On this, he bounced back. Diego is like a, you know, he just bounced back. I love it. You can't get anything past him. He he says, I'll still be getting a great deal today because prices will be going up. And the other, if there's a, if there's an, just a teeny weeny nuance of truth. It's a glimmer. In any of these things. And the buyers want to buy. And if you give them reason to buy, they'll buy. And that's what they do. And Diego. Gives them a reason. (laughs) Diego really, uh, he's a pro. I mean, I got to, I mean, the evil Earl uh, loves the guy. 
Um, I could see his twisted logic if I concentrated really. <laughs> but the secret <laughs> to success in, in selling is twisted logic. Think about it. I mean, a good salesman will sell a refrigerator to an Eskimo, right? Right. That's twisted logic. Right. And he uses elements of the truth yeah. to twist yeah. them around. Yeah. Twisted genius. Sound really twisted good. logic. Yeah. Diego suggested we head out to uh, the lot to see their inventory. Outside, there were four Wranglers. Uh, Diego asked me to pick one out so he could get the keys. I picked out a 2022 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Sport in black. Now, I've heard a limited. They, they unlimited. Too. They do unlimited. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that doesn't make sense to me It doesn't at all. make sense. I that mean, means there's a lot of them. It's the, it's the obverse of limited. But is that really a name of a Jeep Wrangler? Unlimited? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've never heard of a car named Unlimited. Unlimited. Um, unlimited. Um. Un- yeah, unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> That's from, I'm sorry. It's unlimited. Yeah. And yeah, it's a trim level on, on the Jeeps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, that's because there's no limits to there. We're all digressing. We're all going. You're all goofy. Yeah, I am too. There was no Monroney label on the car. We have all this now, extra that's oxygen. But there was an addendum label. Okay, now there's no Monroney label. That's illegal. That is illegal. The real MSRT, MSRP was not visible anywhere in the vehicle, but Wallace's uh, list price was 62883 So it was a phony Monroney and no real Monroney. Right. The items on the, the addendum label Monroney. were 14500 for Southeast Regional Market Adjustment, wow. 199 14000 one ninety nine for pinstripes. That's a some them are some fancy pinstripes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five ninety nine for Wallace protection and package and nitrogen and auto butler. So anyway, now I I went back. It's been a long time since I've talked about Monroney. Of course, the Monroney law uh, was passed. That's uh, chapter twenty eight sections twelve thirty one to twelve thirty three of the U.S. Code. That's the Monroney label, nineteen fifty eight, and that's when I graduated from high school. Yeah. And, and the fi- here's an inter- interesting point. The fine per violation, every time you don't have the Monroney displayed properly, and the only person by law that can take it off is the customer. Mm-hmm. So that means that virtually every dealer in the United States, including us, are guilty of these violations. We've only misplaced it. Uh, because we once. take them off for the customer, but the law says the customer must take them no, off. No, no, no. We actually, that's in our process. We, we offer if they say no, and then they, they, they can allow us to do it. The law doesn't say that. I think they can. I don't think. Well, they can. Yeah. Because they don't enforce the law. Well, yes. So, but here's, a, here's some trivia for you. Now, the fine that, that we agreed on, the legislature, in 1958, $1,000. Do you know what $1,000 is today? Cost price, CPI adjusted? $9,728.30. So we sat on that $1,000 fine for all these years, 50 years, and not adjusted it because nobody asked. And they say $1,000 is like a slap on the wrist for a violation of federal law. should be 10000 but they don't do it. Anyway, I digress. 
Right, we have we have thirty seconds left. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> okay, I'll do. I'll do. I'll read the rest of it like they do their don't, disclosure. Don't do the commercials. <laughs> That'd be funny, but don't. When do they return, <laughs> I asked them why there was a window sticker. Diego said there was a sticker and pointed <laughs> the addendum. <laughs> now this is getting serious, folks. Yeah. He's getting belligerent and he's violating the law, but he's saying I'm going to do it. I'm in your face. What are you going to do about it? I said. Well, that's not the real window sticker. I want to see gas mileage, specs, equipment. Diego said he could print one out for me. I can't just print one out. you got to leave it on the car. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we looked the Jeep over. Diego didn't have much to say about it. I declined a test drive and asked to see a Monroney label for the Jeep. Diego led me back inside, uh, found a uh, different desk to sit at. He said he'd be right back with a printed copy of the proper label. I waited for 11 minutes, and Diego walked over back carrying a laptop computer. He showed me a screen with all the <laughs> specifications for the Jeep I was buying. He asked me uh, what, a, <clears throat> what price I'd be willing to pay for the Jeep. Before I could answer, he advised me that everyone everywhere is marking their vehicles up like this. He said, it works best if I just sell them my offers. I'll, just you know, surrender. Yeah, listen, play, <laughs> play the game with me. This is the way we do it. This is going to go easier. I'm not going to give you the price. you got to tell me what you want the price to be, and then i got to go back and talk to this guy in a room, and then I come back and say, no, and then you right. give me another price. Right, just don't be difficult. Just, so, just so, play so along. Diego, who I admire so much for thinking on his feet, turned into a pit bull, and he's just absolutely... Yeah, and he was talking out of his... It, it was just absolutely <laughs> obnoxious. He asked me what price I'd be willing to pay for the Jeep. Before I could answer, he advised me that everyone, everywhere, is marking the vehicles up like... Uh, he, he said, okay, I said all that already. And asked how I w would come up with... Why I wouldn't come up with an offer. Diego sensed my frustration finally and asked me if I'd like a price. I said, yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving you a price. Right. No, no, I don't. Would no, you like a price? No, I don't want a price. <laughs> he said he'd be right back uh, with a window sticker and a price worksheet. He returned in a few minutes with a printed copy of the Maronia label a worksheet. The MSRP, I finally learned, was 47, 585. The worksheet told a different story. The top line was $62,883, to which they added $166.50 filing fee and $849 dock fee, both hidden phony fees. My real price was $63,897, over MSRP. Doug said that all that stood between um, me and my new Jeep, all, all that stood between the, uh, me and my new Jeep was me signing that piece of paper, a uh, silly thing to say. I laughed, said that's ridiculous. I asked him if, he, if that was the best he could do, Diego said it was since I was paying cash, and told me about the finance specialist they had. Oh, yeah. That's when we were really going to get your money. We're taking, I'm taking you to my finance specialist. I stood up, said it was clear he wasn't willing to work with me. I started to walk toward the exit when the manager, Tony, <laughs> here comes Tony, came running over. He tried to stop me, but I kept walking. I wish we had a video of this. Yeah. Tony running, begging her, and there goes Agent Lightning. If they, if they sue us, we could subpoena their, video, their security cameras. Classic. <laughs> this is classic old school. And believe, subpoena their, their security this cameras. Is the way, this is the way they always did it 20 years ago. I got in my car. Tony stood outside my window. She uh, Was he carrying a gun? She, she, she rolled the window down. 
I mean, I like it when they beat on the window, but she rolled the window down. I asked him what he wanted. He said he, he oversaw all the Wallace dealerships. Oh, Tony's the big boss. We oh. know he is because he said he was. But we have his card. Yeah, we have his card. There you he go. Said That's he said he wanted to know what happened. and said Diego was new. I said, <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't want him to come back inside. I told Tony about the window sticker, how hard it was to get a price from Diego. He told me to forget about Diego. Don't worry about and Diego. Come forget, back about inside forget about so Diego. So I could personally, <laughs> hey, personally, take care of me. I told him I was too hard, I was too mad, and continued to laugh. So there we have. I, I feel like I'm going back in time, and that's what this dealership is. It's living in a time warp. Uh, it has not entered the 21st century, and uh, Bill Wallace owns it. Entertaining but very sad. Yeah. Uh, we have a minimal amount of time here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So we don't have a whole a whole lot coming in, but we do have. Uh, Bob says, um, as Diego would say, "What grade do you want? <laughs> How about an F?" <laughs> and I am inclined to agree because we had some. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I, it's, it was probably an oversight, and they uh, didn't PDI the car right and put the stickers on, but that's still illegal, and um, I'm giving them an F, and Amory is in with an F, so I think Bob also, yeah. So Bob, me, and Amory are all on the same page. Okay. Uh, I think that I'm going to take a moment to uh, thank our mystery shopper, uh, Agent Lightning, uh, her impeccable skills, her uh, her performance, her care, everything, education. Uh, she does a great job week in and week out, and I want to thank her for that. And my score will be an F. Earl? F. Okay. Rick? I've got Kirk in West by God, Virginia. The Monroney label must have been unlimited. The grade is a fully qualified unlimited F. Negan 1, grade F, FM for phony Monroney. <laughs> I've got, uh, let's see, Mark Anderson, Mark from St. Louis. Not sure if it's Twisted Logic Talking or Twisted T, grade F. Tom Seckle, F, lack of integrity and character at any price. Mark Smith, I have to fail them, F. Tom, Tim in Yuma, what an insulting experience encounter, F. Scott Hunter, F. Mark Ryan, F. Wayne Veit, F, F, F. And Brian Sidlacko, forget about it, F. And myself, it's the big F. Yes, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, re remember, it's dealers like this that keep us at the bottom of the Gallup poll. That Gallup poll is on honesty, ethics, profession, and you can help us change all that. Thank you for joining us this morning. We enjoy your company. We'll be right back here next Saturday morning. Have a wonderful weekend.